Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm, social media manager at Cure Media, and in this week's episode, we're proud to present Healy Fleetwood, marketing director at Polan & Pyret a leading heritage brand for high-quality kidswear in the Nordics that has been around since 1976. Healy will share insights on how to reach female millennials with kids, an audience that is the number one target for many brands out there today. We will also hear Healy's thoughts on how an established brand like themselves stays top of mind as the competition increases and how to turn new customers into loyal buyers. Finally, we will discuss two hot potatoes in the industry, namely whether it's right or wrong for influencers to include their kids in their social posts, and how to communicate around sustainability in a way that is credible. Hi and welcome to the podcast, Heli. It's so fun to have you here. And for those who don't know so much about you or Polan & Pyret, can you start by telling us a bit about yourself and the company? Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Um, I'm working as a marketing director at Polan & Pyret. And uh, Polan & Pyret is a children's wear brand uh, and we are really well known for our outerwear. And we've been... Um, established or already for 45 years and the brand started with a sustainable focus so it's really great to work with this today and continue the the work that's been done for a long time that's such a long time and it's great with the sustainability approach right now because it's a lot of 
um, a lot of conversations about that. Yes. And from your experience, what can brands do to manage to stay stand out from the crowd in today's noisy marketing landscape? And how should you communicate in order to attract your audience of parents? Yeah, this is tricky. It's uh, it's a lot of buzz out there. Uh, there's a lot of communication, and you're getting all these messages from everywhere. And, and I think that uh, what's important is to stay true to the brand. Uh, and we think it's important to be transparent, honest, and consistent in the communication. Uh, and then you stand out in the long run because you're true to yourself um, instead of uh, maybe b- getting stressed about what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and you managed to do that really well. And I know that the the millennial audience especially is very keen to uh, answering to this transparent message uh, from companies and brands. So as an established brand, I know that you have many loyal customers that come back year after year. How do you at Poland and Pirates stay top of mind among your audience when competition increases? As you said, it's an, it's a noisy market. And also, how do you reach new customers uh, and manage to turn them into local buyers? Uh, yeah, um, we have a lot of loyal customers. Uh, there's a lot of people uh, who love the brand. Uh, we are very well known for our stripes. So this is something that you often see. In in the today's landscape, it's it's important to to find the customer where they are. So I think influence marketing is a great tool for that. Uh, you you get to uh, interact with the customer. Uh, you get to show what the brand stands for in another way. You can, together with influencers, for example, create content to show how the products actually work or how good the outerwear is when when playing outside and how it, for example, stands for rain and, and you can play outside despite the weather um, and. Then, then you get the true connection with the brand. So, so that yeah. is that is uh, yeah, how how the content is really authentic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. And influence marketing is a great channel for branding and communicating what you stand for as a brand. Yeah. So, how do you work with influence marketing, and where do you see the success factors? Yeah, it's really important uh, for us uh, since um, we need to all the time reach new customers, um, and it and influencer marketing is a great way to reach out um, to new target groups. Um, we uh, have children's wear from only up to ten years, so we need to all the time find the new uh, customers with their first baby, and it, and there is a nice way to get connected with the customers. Uh, Uh, early on, uh, and I think that their influence master marketing is uh, playing a big role um, because a lot of the new mothers are are looking for others in the same situation. Yeah, and when it comes to influencer marketing, um, we have another uh, kind of approach. So we have not been working with uh, discount codes. Um, this is something that we're doing uh, in our campaigns uh, generally. Uh, we are. Um, Working with less discounts uh, and in influencer marketing, the discount codes have been kind of a hot topic. And uh, I understand that because it makes it easy to follow. Um, but um, for us, it's important to more uh, build with the content uh, instead of uh, the discounts. Yeah. And I know that you're working with a long-term approach and has moved away from the short-term campaigns also, for example. Uh, what is your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it's been uh, working really well. Uh, we've been running to turn it around uh, for a while, uh, since you can see all these discounts coming from everywhere. Like uh, now, for example, for Black Friday, we didn't do a discount. Uh, and this is what we want to do going uh, forward. Uh, and when you when you stick to it, uh, it it's scary. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's tough when you see all the others doing the discounts. But um, but we believe that the, the quality clothes uh, in the long run uh, will win. And, and, and we hope that uh, the customers will see the benefit of the clothes being able to use for a longer time uh, and maybe then uh, sold onwards or on inherited um, or passed on to the next child. Yeah. Yeah. The long-term approach when it comes to influence marketing is really key to success. Uh, at least we at Cure Media have seen that uh, from our experience. Um, because you managed to stay, as you mentioned, top of mind uh, for the customers all the time when they're uh, planning uh, to buy uh, kids' clothes. And a hot topic in the influencer marketing scene right now is whether influencers should include their kids or not in their posts. What is your take on this issue and what do you think is important for kids' retail brands to consider here? Yeah, we have been starting to see a lot of this. Uh, it started in Sweden, but it's uh, gone further already in other uh, European countries, for example. Uh, for example, we work with Germany and there you don't want to at all uh, show the children anymore um, with their faces. Yeah, um, Yeah, and we are adjusting. Uh, it's it's been working for us. You can see the kids, maybe they're playing and you don't see their faces. Uh, and we really want to respect the choice of the parents uh, or the older kids can choose themselves if they want to be shown on social media. So so we think that it's important to, to find other ways uh, to work with this. Um, and we always go with the children first. So we, we want to be do what's best for them. Yeah, that sounds like a really good approach. And it sure is a tricky question. And as you said, it's interesting that it can differ from market to market very much. So there it's important that you have this market, um, this local market knowledge. And a big asset that comes from influencer marketing is the beautiful content. In which ways do you at Polan & Pirate incorporate this influencer-generated content into your other channels for example, organic social channels and your website? And what effects can you see from this? Um, since we use influencer marketing already as a part, so we, so we plan uh, to have it as a part of the campaign. Uh, and then we lift it in our social media and on the website uh, quite often. Uh, here we can do more. I think uh, more like a 360 approach going forward where the, where the campaign, where influencer marketing or influencer activation will be a normal part of a campaign um, where you plan that, oh, this is something that we will uh, produce in-house and, and this is what we will produce through the influencers. So you get a better mix, you you get a better um, uh, mix of kids, uh, more content and, uh, and a better reach. So we're working with it, but uh, yes, there's still a lot to improve. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. And I know there's a lot of brands that haven't um, managed to handle this area yet. They just do influencer, influencer marketing collaborations and then they don't leverage on this content, which is beautiful. And it's content that the millennial and Gen Z generation responds really well to. So I really think uh, that is the future, as you, as you say, you manage to mix that content into your other strategies and marketing channels. And yeah, 
Yeah, and you can bring the real life more uh, into the campaign. And, and this is for us as a brand uh, very important. Um, so it's not just a fixed, uh, nice campaign images. It's, it's, uh, we're, we're there for everyday life. Yeah, they're beautiful. I would really recommend our listeners to jump into your social channels and check it out. And finally, another hot, hot topic in the industry right now is sustainability. And we touched upon this in the beginning. But, and I know that Poland and Pirate is doing a great job here and you're really in, um, in lead. Can you give any examples of what you're doing within this area and what you think is important when it comes to communication around sustainability? Yeah, we are working it with different approaches. Uh, as I mentioned, also the quality part uh, and the, how the clothes can be passed on. This is really important for us. And we're, we're working with something that we call uh, three kits in every garment at least. Uh, this means that every garment, should, every clothing item should be used at least uh, for three kits. Uh, and, and this is something that we, we can show uh, since we have items that we've passed along for years. Um, and, and for example, uh, myself, I had a, bought a, a baby body uh, in, in 2008. Uh, I, I bought it from uh, second hand uh, and now it's been used for five kids. Oh, wow. And it's That's still, amazing. it's still in great condition. And now we will save it for, we won't be able to pass it along so we will save it for for our kids i think wow that really stands for great quality for sure and as a part of that we've started the second hand in all our stores in in the nordic countries and um, it's been uh, received really well by our customers uh, we started with the outerwear uh, and it was a success and we've added now uh, other items like jeans uh, wool uh, and uh, now all uh, baby clothes can be returned. Uh, when you return it, you get a voucher. Um, and, and it's really uh, been working really well. And, and we've been getting really nice feedback uh, for this uh, service. So we, we're trying to um, work with the sustainability aspects in, in different ways. Yeah. And when we talked earlier, I just need to mention this. You, you said that some garments in the secondhand shop are up to 25 years old. And that's crazy good. Yeah, we've been seeing items that we didn't know existed, uh, and it, and you have to check for the label: is this really Poland and Poland? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. We we had these jeans jackets coming back from two twins; uh, they were twenty five years old, uh, and I think some of the items are like thirty years old. Uh, so yeah, some of them we might have to keep and not sell forward <laughs> yeah that's so unique yeah. and the three kids in each uh, each garment or a clothing item you you said you're measuring this uh, among your members how how do you measure that yeah we send out a survey uh, asking uh, how um how our customers pass the items along and, and how they uh, feel that they how many times they can use them um and there uh, for this um for, for last year's survey, so we had 63% of our uh, members said that they use the garments, our outerwear, um, in this in this question for at least uh, three kids. Uh, and this is a great result. Um, yeah, it sure is. And it's very nice to see that you're measuring this and following up as well. It must be a nice uh, customer experience for them as well to get this question. 
Yeah. And as a complement to that, we don't want them just to be used and passed along. We're also trying to make the clothes last longer uh, for each child. So so we're making these new, um, uh, we, we had this new um, outerwear called FlexiSize. So you can extend the garment. So you can use it for a longer time for every kid. Then then you can put it back into the starting point and, and and use it again this is uh, also uh, fantastic because it gives a great value to the item yeah it really does so interesting to hear and kids grow so fast so it's 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 pretty practical to be able to extend the clothes we're doing this even even for our other uh, clothes so you can extend the sleeves for example on a shirt wow that's so cool you have a lot of good initiatives going on, and uh, I'm sure that will uh, we will see more of this uh, in the coming years as well. Thank you, Haley, for joining the podcast today. It was a pleasure talking to you and hearing about Polan and Pyret and how you work with your marketing. Yeah, thank you very much. It was nice to talk to you. This was all for today, but the content doesn't end here. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influencer marketing, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media.